Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Friday afternoon, late lunch, LMFM Radio. You're very welcome to the show. We are all creatures of habit, aren't we? I want you to think about this for the next while because we're going to talk about it. We do things at the same time, past possibly each day. We go places. You know what I'm talking about, Louise? You know what I'm talking about? Creatures of habit. You know, yep. are you a creature of habit? Very much so. Yep. Everything, even from parking outside my house, it has to be in the same spot every day. (laughs) Here's my OCD. Both our cars have to be in the same spot. And in fact, if Miriam doesn't park the car in the spot a certain distance from the front of the house, (laughs) I go in and get her keys and get into the car and move it up a foot or two. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. And you know, you talk about parking. I'm just laughing here. Uh, going to Tesco where I go to shop and that. I park in the same space every time at Tesco. Mm, but you have a reason, don't you? Yeah, I could forget where the car is. <laughs> <laughs> that's known That's known to have happened as well. But I do park in the one spot. But we are, aren't we? And, and, and ha- ha- being habitual, you'd say it's good. Yes, you like being habitual. Yes, I think in some instances, if I had to, you know, if if that was interrupted. Yes. I would be out of sync. OK. Yeah. OK, so there's goodness in being a creature of habit. You're listening to us today. Are you a creature of habit? We'd love to hear from you. Do you do something habitually? Do you park your car? Do you take do you, up the same seat if you, you go to church? You put on your socks first thing. You get out of bed, put on your socks. Is that you the could, first thing you do? Well, no, no, I don't. But I'm just thinking even little <laughs> things like that, you know. Very good. Because they are habitual Little mm. habits we have as well. Have you something that you do all the time and that, you know, when you think about it, God, that is me. Let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, I am joined on Late Lunch today by three wonderful women who are all creatures of habit. And I'm including in that producer, uh, Louise Walsh. I feel I'm in a sweatshop today. <laughs> Would that be fair enough to say that I'm in a sweatshop? Because uh, Lizzie Doran is here. Welcome, Lizzie. Welcome Hello. back to Late Lunch. Thank you for joining me. And on the phone is Lauren. Laura Armada from Lab Fitness, who is Lizzie and Louise's instructor. Torturer, in sorry. <laughs> <laughs> instructor in hot yoga. That's why I tell you it's a sweatshop on late lunch today. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, Jerry, how are you? <laughs> you Laura. Now give me a laugh. Laura, you're not a torturer. No, don't mind him. Depends <laughs> on her mood. I'm lovely. I'm really nice to smiling. <laughs> Must be so. It was this is a Spanish thing, Laura. You can't count. It's like do yeah, ten that's squats. Yeah. That's, language that's like seven hundred. <laughs> Laura, you know what we're talking about here. The reason we have you on because we were chatting about this, and the girls here. You have a spot, Lizzie. Have you oh, yeah. in Laura's class? Yeah, yes, yeah, you we have. Laura's. We have, a, we have the back row. Myself, and my sister, we are referred to as the back row when we are not partaking properly in the class. So you always go to that one spot, put yeah. your mat down there, and that's your spot? Yeah, well, it's like the Hunger Games fighting for the spot, but I get in there and I want that back row spot. <laughs> it's a sense of security. You feel like, right, okay, no one can see me. I'm I'm okay here. Because it's a really intense class. It's not like normal cold yoga. Yes. It's really, really intense, and it's high pressure, but it's great. You feel fantastic afterwards. But no, yeah, the, la- the back row, I'd be very upset now or out of place, so I didn't have my spot. <laughs> Louise, what about you? Have you your spot? The back of the back, the furthest away from Laura the better <laughs> so she can't oh, see me I know I'm joking but 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 uh, Lizzie is right it is high pressure so I mean some certain bodily functions can help <laughs> as well as the sweat it can get windy yeah, can it, it it can so if you're at the yes. back there's nobody behind you so if you pass wind you don't knock anybody out Laura my god we're, we're certainly plumbing the depths here today <laughs> but Laura do you see this in a general sense with all of your class 100% Jerry. I mean I've been teaching Jason 25 years now teaching classes 
And you will always see, I'd say a good 70, 80% of clients would always go to the same spot in every single class, not just hot yoga, in every single class. So I kind of asked my clients last week as to why, what makes you go to a particular spot. And funny enough, uh, a lot of people find that they can't concentrate if they move to a different side of the room. Um, some people like to be at the front. Uh, never mind them too. They just like the back, which is the masters. <laughs> a lot of people prefer the front row because they have the mirror and it really helps with the balance. Uh, but yeah, a, a lot of people, I've had people actually leave a class simply because their spot was taken and they actually physically felt they couldn't do the, the class. Really? Yeah. Now, it doesn't happen very often, but yes. it happened over the, the 20-something years it has happened. Uh, that they are just, they need to have a point of reference. Some people find that they can only do the, the class if I am to the left, but mm. the people can only find it down to the right of the right. So, yeah, so we are 100% creatures of habit. And, and, and outside of your teaching and lab fitness, yeah. etc., are you like this in any other aspect of your life, Laura? But like, yeah. I'm happy to park anywhere. I'm no one. <laughs> I'm happy to park anywhere. But I'm trying to think of the things that I do the same way every time. I actually don't know. I would imagine I have my own little ways yes. as well. But yeah, but I, I can only speak from, as I say, clients coming in. Mm. Uh, like I would have every day people texting me an hour before class. Can you please keep my spot? Can you please keep my spot? <laughs> so, you know, it'd be like when people go on holidays and you see the people coming at six o'clock in the morning with the towel. Yes. The yes. I feel like that. I go into the studio <laughs> and I lay the towel for everybody that want to when we went when our children were smaller the Germans n- no disrespect to the German race but the Germans were like that they were up at yeah. cock crow and they had their uh, lounges reserved around the pool and the different seats for sure can I tell you one about me I was telling Lizzie a little earlier when I was attending I, I went back to education to adult education for my degree and master's degree and I attended lots of lectures in theatres and UCD and DKIT up in uh, Belfast as well and yeah. When you go to lectures, you notice that people sit in the same seats at lectures. You know what I'm talking about? Like you in the lab fitness and your yeah, class. Yeah. And Actually, yeah. do you know what I did? A bit of badness in me. I used to say hone in on somebody who had a seat in the lecture theatre and one week I'd hop into their seat. And Laura, they would come over and glower at me. I've been glowered at and was many okay, only for the fun of it. Uh, and I'd only do it for a week, Lizzie. You know what I mean? But you, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like you said about people leaving your class or wanting the spots, they yeah. would not be happy that I was in their seat. I know. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, it, and then I think that's the whole thing about being creatures of habit. Yeah. Like I had a client in particular, and this client has been with me for 20 years, and she would always come in the same spot to do the class. And one day, everybody knows that that's her spot. Yeah. So, with that being said, everybody knows. And a new person came in before her that day and took her spot. Well, mm. the laughs that we had, because we could all see it happening. She was going to show up late and somebody had taken her spot. <laughs> she came in, she went to the different side of the class. It lasted five minutes, moved again, <laughs> moved again. Eventually, I had to actually ask the new client, would you mind just moving a few inches to the side? Because this particular client will not be able to do the class. <laughs> <laughs> And as, uh, as as weird as it may sound, I really think it affects our brain. Like we can actually function properly. Yes, yes. And you know, I'm not knocking it, but you know, when you step back and analyse it, Lizzie, anything else besides hot yoga that's habitual with you? Something that you do all of the time that you'd say, I always do that. Um, I actually think it's mainly hot yoga. Is it? I think it's because it's so intense. I think it is. I normally grind like on the, like I'm trying to think of like transport, like on the train, I'm fine. I'm not particularly like, like, you know, where I sit or even in work, I wouldn't be too fussy with where things are. I'd be kind of grand. No, I think it is just hot yoga. Laura, it's your fault. It's me, it? <laughs> is it the Laura Amada effect? Is it really? What about you, Louise? Louise, you are... I think with anything I've ever done or even like I've done other classes with Laura and I've mm. done other classes, I always like to go to the back. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. The back of the bus, Please, the back of the class. Let me try an experiment. Will we move you forward next week? That yes. Happen. No, Laura, because if I was at the front of the class and I bent over, there'd be a total eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> not a half moon a total eclipse we'll have to play Bonnie Tyler again we only played it the other day but we'll change the lyrics in it total eclipse and I know I can actually have a parody on that for sure but you know it is a thing with us that you know you're right the way we get dressed in the daytime the times you know I, I'm very much routine based you know in my working day I have to say as well and you'd know that Louise mm-hmm. that I, I am like that and I am habitual and I suppose 
it's no harm with Laura to shake yourself out of it now and again. You know what you'll do next week? Tell them all they're all changing spots in the class, Laura. Everybody. That'd be amazing. That'd be a rebellion. We'll come back though. <laughs> I think. I you know, Jerry, you know, what's very funny, okay? Because I do teach classes back to back, and somebody's spot in one class is somebody else's spot in another class. Mm. And it's funny when somebody, I have a lot of people that do shift work and they show up to a different class and they'll stand on the corner and they say, I'm waiting to see what's free. I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> so people have seemed to be very, very aware of, of, uh, of that territorial yes. feeling that people have going to, to class. Yeah, it's mm. funny. It is funny, though. It is. You know, and like people, you, I'm sure that people have their meals at set time. You know, nowadays it's all over the place. I understand that with the way we work and live. But I can remember going back t- to my childhood and my, where I grew up, Laura, and, you know, dinners, dinner time was at a set time every day. Tea time was at a set time. And even the meals we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were set every day of the week. You know what I mean? It was just... And if you went home, one day I think we were home mother there wasn't roast chicken she was nearly a riot where's the chicken today you know what I mean but you know that that, that certainly changed a lot when it comes to meals and, and, and stuff like that so do we think you're not giving up your spot Lizzie no you're not giving no, up the l- I'm going to fight for my life in my spot <laughs> <laughs> no unless Lizzie and me go to the same class there could be trouble be L- Lizzie, Lizzie's in the class after me and she's along the back right I'll Which, give it to you Louise would you? I will give it Thank to you, you. Yeah, you're welcome you go, I don't you. want you to be embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> but Laura they'd be telling me about the hot yoga in in here when they, they come in the next yeah. day and you know they feel the, the effects of it the, the 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 loss of uh, moisture, let's say, the loss of you know sweating and that it is yeah. something else. I take it at a hot yoga class. It is amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. It's had, I, I pretty much say that everybody has a love hate relationship with it. Nobody loves it when in the room, but everybody adores it the moment they leave the room. <laughs> it is you feel amazing. I mean, you're working at between forty and forty two degrees with seventy percent humidity, so your joints. You know, a lot of people that will have joint pain in Ireland because of the weather, how humid it is, and how cold it is. Mm. You really benefit from it. Uh, so it's become a bit of a niche, uh, and there's people, as I say, travel from really far away to do the classes. Uh, but it's good. It yeah. is good. Yeah, uh, I love it. All you need is a good towel in your car, on the seat of your car and everything going oh, yeah. home. Yeah, oh, yeah good yeah. advice. And they, and they leave the building steaming. <laughs> <laughs> you have to drive home with my windows open. <laughs> and, and no glasses. <laughs> God, she's bad enough driving home with glasses and windows short on the weather. Driving. Oh my God almighty. What night is that class on? Do we put out a traffic alert when you're leaving uh, Green Hills to head for Chairman Beckham? We'll have to do that at this stage. But in a general sense, do you think being creatures of habit, Laura, before we finish, is a good thing? Do you think being habitual is good? think there's anything i think it yeah. provides comfort to people yes you know yeah uh, I, I think every so often it's good because our brain the way your brain works it's good every so often to change patterns you mm. know uh, but i think it, it provides comfort to people they feel more secure that they go into the same place and they know what what they have a point to be referencing to at all time yeah you know the, the phrase lizzie getting someone out of their comfort zone yeah. you know like at times you have to do that I in life as well yeah. to shake things up and we understand that also but yeah. you like the certainty do you knowing in, and in that class in that class I do. okay yeah. okay 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 i mean <laughs> but yeah. in life in life i think it's great to push boundaries and get yourself out of habit and get yourself into you know something that you're not too too comfortable doing yes but that yeah. class is probably not comfortable for a lot of people. So even getting there is yes. putting yourself in your comfort zone. On the zone. other yeah. hand, Louise, you're we not... We keep sh- going back because yeah. we do love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not for shifting, Louise, no? No. Not for shifting. They're not for shifting, Laura. They have their spots. You may mark them on the ground and, and run with that. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Laura. Thank Good luck million. to you. Bye. Thanks a million. Thanks, bye, 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 bye. There you go. Creatures of habit. Are you a creature of habit? Do you park in the same space when you go shopping? Do you have the same let's say you go to entertainment in your local pub I'd say there's people in the local pubs have seats what definitely. do you think you know that that's yeah. one isn't it that's yeah, definitely one. Oh, yeah. I'd say so yeah yeah. You know, Different, in a local their own stool or whatever. I was thinking about that. If, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, their own chair, their own stool, their own That's corner. And if you go in, I have heard of people in local pubs actually going to others and saying, uh, "That's our seat." Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Saying, "Yeah, I was so. told this. You have to get out of there." Sorry, that's our seat. 
there was friends of mine telling me that they went to this pub no, for the I first time. No, I get that. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. That people, especially you know, regulars who've been yeah. going years and years and years, and they have their spot. Mm, church. If you go to church, if you worship oh, yeah. and you go to church, I'm mean, there. People, yeah. you know, have the same pews that they go to every time. Uh, the local coffee shops. I know. I can think they have people. I used to go to Ariota all every morning, and they would be in the exact same spot every morning, <laughs> that's and they would move. They'd be like, "Oh, is that chair okay? Can I take that? Yeah. Can I take yes. this chair?" You know, it is a fact. It's more widespread in life than you think when you analyse this mm. as well. Uh, but I was laughing at you saying about getting up in the mornings and dressing, Louise. You know, what way do you start? Definitely, I always I go cry. to bed dressed. <laughs> well, you're always, always cold. cold. Mother <laughs> of God. The ice queen herself. But uh, I, I actually, I do put on my socks first. You know, yeah. socks. Are, oh, yeah. First thing, socks on first. Absolutely. Has to be socks first. And then after that, because I told you I sleep in a tea and, and boxes anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? So I put this and then I get ready. And, for and, the day. and, you know, like that people would like the minute they're up, they have to make their bed. Yep. Before they do anything else, they have to make their bed. I can't so say that has to me. Be. My mom's yes. listening. She's laughing at me now if she thinks <laughs> that I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny if you think about it, folks, analyse, think about yourself, think about your habits and what you do every day and why you do them. And it's just like rote you go through them. And that's I think that is a comfort for an awful lot of people. An awful, big, big comfort, should I should say, for people. Anyway, we'd love to hear from you. 86 658 What's your habit? Where do you park your car? Do you sit in that same seat? Let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Jerry, what about bingo? You daren't sit in another person's bingo seat. You'd be chucked out of the hall, says a listener. We never thought of the bingo. You're so right. Another listener. No name, please, Jerry. I'm really smiling here listening to you. My husband gets up in the middle of the night to tidy the bedclothes, Jerry. Ah, oh, there must be plenty of old action in that bed that the clothes need tidying. I'm only cotton, I'm only cotton, I'm only cotton, yes. There's another one there that says, Jerry, I go home, and when I go home, whenever I arrive home, I immediately go up the stairs and get into my jammies. That's my habit. Immediately, every time they go home. There you go. Let us know. We love to hear from you. There's more there. 86 658 by WhatsApp or text. And you're going to need that number now. 86 658 because it's time for this and late lunch. Great! I love TV. We watch TV. TV themes with Jerry Kelly on the late lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, TV, Do you know it? Ah, you must know it. 086-1800-658. What TV show is that the theme from? Nice prize to give to one of you today. WhatsApp or text me. Phil Brown, you're a devil. He says, there's one seat in our house that I always sit on. It's the throne, Jerry. (laughs) Good man, Phil. Great to hear from you. I've been out and about driving quite a bit the last few weeks. And with the weather, we've been talking about the weather. It's been so wet. It's been such an awful winter. A lot of roads have been battered. And when there's a lot of rain falling, it opens up potholes. That's for sure. And I've just noticed around about my neck of the woods, there's quite a few potholes. You've got to keep them on your radar and remember where they are because if you hit them, oh my word, you're in big trouble. And nighttime, well, it's a difficult situation. My next guest uh, had an experience with a pothole in County Meath and he's going to tell us the story. He's the man who owns iDrive Ireland and I'm delighted to welcome driving instructor Andy McGinnity to the show. Hello, Andy. How are you going, Jerry? You well? I'm really, really well. Love the accent. What part of Scotland does that come from? I'm from Glasgow. Good man yourself. Anyway, you have a story to tell. Let's go back. You had a, a pupil in the car with you uh, some time ago. Where were you driving? Uh, we were out, um, it was just in the middle of December, just about 12, 13th of December, something like that. Um, and we were we had driven up from Kentstown, up the Slane Road, and then turned at the brink head to head back in towards Navin. And we were coming along the road, we're probably only about five or 600 yards from the Kentstown Road. 
Um, and it was a day pretty much for I don't know. I'm, in, I'm in actually in Glasgow today, and the right. sun's shining. I don't know what it's like back in Ireland, but it was a day like today. So the sun, the sun was coming towards us, um, and there was a vehicle coming towards us. There was nowhere to go. Could not see this pole. And when I, when I say it was a pole, it was more like a crater. Mm. Um, and it was right in the line of my uh, my passenger side wheel and. And we went to it, and immediately the tire the tire blew uh, straight away. Um, so we got pulled in. Uh, tire was obviously bust, and um, I set about um, using it as I suppose as a, as a teaching experience for the for the people who had never changed a tire before. So show their show their what to do. Mm. But while I was at it, decided you know this is not. I'm going up to have a look at that. Like, obviously, to to blow the tire at the speed we were doing, we weren't going fast because the sun was yes. was in our eyes. You know, and uh, went back and I couldn't believe the size of the hole that we, we had went into. So the tire gone. They had to replace the tire, and a learning experience, as you said, for the the, the woman you you were teaching at the time. You had yeah. no room. I know with the sun and an approaching vehicle to move on the road, so you were stuck, and you weren't travelling that fast. But you lose your wheel, you replace it. Okay. Did you take a few pictures of the pothole and the scenario that happened? I did. I did car was parked up at the side of the road, so um, took a photograph of the the tire still deflated on the car. Once I got it changed, um, the car was in 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 a, a kind of access, so it was it was in nice and safe out the way. And I wandered up the road just to get a few photographs, mm. and I think it was those photographs that really did help um, go towards the subsequent insurance claim um, from the through the council to get the uh, the tire replaced. So, for listeners today, if you hit a pothole, this is advice, and this is from your experience. Get your phone out, take the pictures from as many angles as you can, and hold on to those. That's very important. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I put I put my foot in the pothole to to sort of be able to give uh, a bit of scale to it, you know. Yes. Um, and and it, it really did show the, the size of it because you know you look at you take photographs sometimes the scale yeah. of things can be deceiving. But if you put something like like your foot into the pothole and, and, yeah. and that like you know kind of make yes. it look a little bit more realistic, I suppose. Um, but yeah, did that. Uh, contacted um, once the lesson was over. I contacted. Um, Mead County Council uh, through the, the roads of the transport department and uh, they put me on to give me the phone number of the IPBS which is or basically the IPB sorry which is the Irish Public Body Insurer yes so co- contacted them guy on the phone was very very helpful um, sent me a link to my phone which I then had to uh, go through and upload a whole lot of information, including photographs, a short report on on the incident and how it occurred. Um, they wanted um, kind of locations and things like that, so I uh, went on to Google Maps and kind of dropped a pin in there and, and gave them that. Um, they were looking for photographs basically in the direction of travel as well. Uh, so I had all those, um, and then other in- bits of information like your insurance disc, your tax disc, to make sure that the, the car was obviously yes. taxed at the time, you know, mm. and uploaded all of that. So the process took about a month. Um, the tyre, obviously I got it replaced immediately, uh, cost me €110, Euros. Uh, and then about a month later I got a settlement offer of ninety three fifty. So they'd knocked 15% off just for wear and tear on the existing tyre, which you know, I felt was fair enough. Yeah. But you got the money and you have it now and a settlement yeah. has been made without prejudice, yeah. I believe. Without yes. prejudice, yeah. So they're, 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 not, they're not accepting any liability as such. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, the payment was made. It's in the bank and I've got at least, uh, at least you know, 85% of the cost of the yes. tyre back. Yes, it was worth pursuing. You know, some people would not Absolutely. bother, you know what I mean? But this shows yeah. it is worth pursuing for sure, Andy. But the thing is, I mean, the thing is, 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 is the council are obviously aware that that pothole exists, right? Because mm. like, I've, I've told them exactly where it is. Uh, when I posted it on social media, some people said, yeah, that's a really bad pothole. When I updated the post on social media to say that I'd, you know, been successful in my claim, that they, you're talking four weeks later, people are telling me that pothole's gotten worse and it's not gotten fixed. So, like, they're aware of it. So, like, surely you would have thought that they would have went out and, and repaired it immediately or yeah. at least as soon as possible. We, we have put a query into Mead County Council and we're waiting for a response. I'll just tell you that anyway. So let's see yeah. what happens there. But you would think, because I think that hole was 
repaired previously. Am I right in saying it was, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could see that there had been evidence of a previous repair. Yeah. Um, you know, like that was a frightening situation when you think about it for your student. Yeah, it was actually her. She had she had previous experience. She'd done a bit of driving with her dad, but it was actually a very first official proper driving lesson. So uh, you know, just obviously reassured her, made sure she knew it wasn't her fault. Because somebody could come away from that, particularly if it was a nervous driver, mm. could come away from that feeling it was a really bad experience, and it might put them off. You know. Yeah, and you know you're right about even today the weather is exactly uh, as it is in Glasgow where you are today. Here it's a real bright sunny day, and even when I was driving in on good main roads, that low sun, Andy, is a yeah, devil. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, really, really bad. Like you know, when you are driving in the sun, especially when you've got the damp roads as well, sun's reflecting off it. Just drop the speed, keep the speed down, get, you know, get done and just, just keep safe, I suppose. Mm. In, in your experience, because you're out and about teaching and, and bringing people on driving <laughs> lessons, is, are potholes a big issue? They are. They're, op- they're opening up in certain places. I mean, especially, like, most of my business is conducted around Navin and there's a lot of construction work going on, you know, and the, the services getting dug and tracks getting dug here and there and... Inverting, inadvertently, when, when they get reinstated, they're all saying that they're not doing a good job in them. But when, when roads are opened up and, and joints are created, that's when you start getting the ingress of water, and then you get freezing conditions like this, and that opens it up, you know. And there's, there's potholes all around all around the town, and having, I think a lot of it due to the construction that's going on around the place, you know. Mm, this, was a, this was a back road, you know. This, yes. This was a different scenario altogether. Yeah, it's, it's, it is indeed, but I think that that level of activity in building applies to Louth and Meath, you know, and round mm. the, the big towns as well, especially. Um, can I ask you something that just crosses my mind? You first went to the council. Is it necessary to go to the council, or can you go directly to the Irish uh, public body of insurance? Can you go directly to them? I would imagine you probably could, but I, you know, I didn't realise that they were... You know that, that that was the route that you had to take. Yeah. First of all, just reported to the council because it happened in a council road. Um, but I mean, they were they were helpful in the council. The guy in the IPD was extremely helpful. By the time we had the telephone conversation finished, which only lasted a couple of minutes, there was a link on my phone from the, from me then to to upload all the information. And what I would stress is is make sure you upload all the information because you know you know with any of these things, if you, if you're if you're lacking in information. It might be an excuse to to turn your claim down, you know. Mm. Just while I have you with me, the job you do, and of course, it, it is a great experience. I remember the time I learned to drive for the first time I, I never had beforehand, and what a thrill to be taught and then to go driving. Um, today, you know, and you're at this a, a few years, are there any people ever come back to you? I'm just curious about this, to uh, seek lessons who have been driving for a number of years, maybe had a difficult experience driving? Yeah, I've had I've had pupils that maybe have not taught previously, but maybe have I might have taught their their sons or their daughters or whatever. But I've yeah. had people who who maybe had a bad experience on a motorway, mm. got nervous from from driving on motorways, and then came back to me to try or came to me to then try and um, and get help them get over that. Maybe they, uh, one woman in particular had, had got a job in Dublin, and she'd been travelling side roads and back roads and avoiding motorways at all costs. You know, but like. Any driving instructor, we're all, you don't, anybody with a full licence um, could come to a driving instructor if they felt that they were finding things difficult, yes. parking, you know, reverse mm. parking. Mm. Basically, any any tuition need that a driver has, a driving instructor can... Uh, You're there. Yeah, good yeah, to know, absolutely. good to know. Yeah, just a curious thing, because, you know, starting off is one thing, but going back and uh, refining your driving yeah. and getting back on the road if you've lost a bit of confidence, that is a yeah. part of what you do as well. Yeah. So the message today, you're a busy man there. You better get to look after them children as quick as you can. I'm not mine. That's just noise in the background. That's all right. Anyway, look, thank you for telling your story. And, uh, you know, you've uh, passed on valuable information, I'm sure, to other people out there this afternoon. Andy, thank you for joining me. You're more than welcome. Thanks, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's uh, Andy McGinnity there and his pothole story. What about potholes, folks, in general? God... Many times have we talked about this over the years. Any bad potholes in your neck of the woods that you want to tell us about? Uh, if there are, let us know. You'd 
perhaps be helping. You would be helping other drivers as well. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. The drive-in bingo, says Porrick, is nearly worse than the hall bingo for people hugging their spots. Nice to hear from you this afternoon, Porrick. Terry, the term in Feckin' Road is nothing but potholes out of drought on both sides. Uh, and there's no lighting on the road, so it's very hard to see them until you hit them, says Eileen. And I was just going to say that to you, Louise. We were talking about the Cockle Road, mm. which goes from the Ballamackenny Road over to the old M1, uh, the Donegan's Road there. Jeepers, there's a few whoppers on that road, isn't there? Yeah, you were saying that. I haven't been down oh. it in a while, but there was massive ones and they fixed them. So they're obviously back again. I'd like really, so. really horrible, like crevices. Yeah. Oh, I mean really bad. I was lucky yeah. not to hit one the other day. I was able to stop, but it is heavy duty traffic using that little road combined with the weather as well. But if you have a pothole problem, do let us know and we'll highlight it it's for you. It's a really bad one. I'm not too sure where. It's a black hole area. Is it? Of outside Terminal Feckin. Okay, one there um, as well. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's mm. really, really bad. Mm. If you know it, you can avoid it, but if you yeah. don't know it, you're straight into it. And take night time as well. If you don't yeah. know the area, you're goosed altogether. But there is and a way. Yes, there is a way, as Andy McGinnity told us, of pursuing it, and you should pursue it, is right. Friday afternoon on late launch. And when I tell you that Wanda Sykes is our comedy choice today, because you see, she's talking about marriage. And when you're still... In your 20s, in your head. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called comedy. Comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. You know what? I think marriage is an institution for raising children. That's about it. I don't see the other perks myself. That's the only reason to get married. Well, unless you're sickly. If you're sickly, then you know. You know, get married, have somebody take care of your sick ass, you know. (laughs) Well, other than that, it's just for raising kids. Because you know why? That's what I believe. I think when you get married, you're going into business together. You're doing, you're opening a business, right? In all business, you have to have a product. Got to produce something. Why are you in business? See, we were married seven years, no kids, so we went out of business. No inventory. Yeah, I didn't get it. Because to me, it was like this. Okay, I was taking care of myself before I met you. You were taking care of yourself before you met me. Let's just continue down this same path. You know, let's be together separately. That was working for me. But he would come home and just say stuff to me that I just didn't understand. He would walk in the door. Uh, what's for dinner? Mmm, what you cook? I ate already. I... <laughs> uh, he would actually say stuff like that. He actually said this one time. Uh, uh I- I'm all out of clean underwear. Ooh, you need to wash. I did my laundry yesterday. I got, a, I got a drawer full of clean panties. Look at this. You welcome to borrow a pair to tide you over if you like. <laughs> Raising kids, man. You know, and, and I get asked that a lot too. People say, "Well, don't don't you regret not having kids?" And I go, mm, "Not really." And then if they keep asking, I don't always say this. Well, you know. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Maybe one day I'll adopt. But I don't mean that. I don't. <laughs> it's just something I say that make me sound like a nicer person. That's all. <laughs> with kids too I, I don't really think about not having kids because I don't hear the clock ticking to me the clock stopped at 26 yeah this whole this whole aging process is messing with me man because I still feel and think the same way I did when I was 26 you know so I feel 26 especially after I have a few drinks oh boy and it really kicks in <laughs> right because boy you have a few drinks boy you feel feel sexy you know what I'm saying I knew I was 26 huh? <laughs> I don't know what that lying-ass calendar was talking about. I'm 26, right? Because <laughs> you feel sexy when you drink, don't you? Woo, you feel sexy when you drink. You know, you're drinking, feeling sexy, at the bar talking trash. Then you go to the ladies' room and you check yourself out in the mirror. You're like, God dang. You was a sexy bitch. <laughs> You little sexy. I f you. <laughs> Ooh, you hot. <laughs> Feel sexy, man. Me and four of my girlfriends, we went down to South Beach, man, hanging out in Miami on South Beach, drinking, all that little thong bikinis on, letting it all hang out, feeling sexy, feeling 26, until some real 26-year-olds walk by. <laughs> Put that down. me my sarong. I got windy out here, didn't it? A little 26-year-old wind just whipped right through here, didn't it? Yeah, Wanda Sykes, uh, absolutely brilliant. What a funny, funny woman. Now, ahead of our next song, Louise, you have a bit of explaining to do here. We're going to hear from Shakira now as we head into the next break. But what's the story with Shakira and a pot of jam? Well, apparently, according to newspaper reports, um, she had a bit of fallout with her partner, Mm. who was a footballer. And um, seemingly he was cheating on her, Mm, as the reports have it. But it came out that she became suspicious when she arrived home one day and saw a pot of jam (laughs) that had been opened and um, spoonfuls taken out of it. And she knew that her partner and kids absolutely detested jam so something was amiss something was somebody was in the house my god mm, somebody was in the honey pot <laughs> and as they say the hips don't lie it's Shakira on your late lunch Shakira Shakira I never really knew that she could dance like this she make a man want to speak Spanish como se llama bonita Shakira Shakira oh baby when you talk like that I'm delighted to welcome my next guest to the show this afternoon. She's a singer-songwriter from Navin who's performed with the likes of Wallace Bird, Kathy Davey, Pilgrim Street, Deccan O'Rourke, Mary Coughlin, The Lost Brothers and so many more. She's a talented musician in her own right and when I tell you, she's just launched her own album. It's called All You Wear. I'm delighted to say hello to Joy Booth this afternoon. How are you, Joy? Hi, Jerry. Thanks so much for having me. Not at all. You're very welcome to the show. And you know what? I'm delighted. I had downloaded your album and I have it for a week or so. But Joy has just given me a CD, an actual physical CD. It's beautiful. Who did this artwork? So the artwork was paint. It was a painting that yes. my friend uh, David Quayle, or his nickname is Harry. Um, I, I I sent him the rough tracks when they were still being mixed, yeah. and I said I'd love you to um, 
to just have a listen and see what comes to you. He's a, an incredible artist. He's actually an incredible drummer as well. Um, but he kind of took a bit of time, came back to me with that. So he painted the front and the back covers. And then Anthony Mackey, another friend of mine, a great graphic designer in Navin, he put it all together then uh, as the CD cover. So I think I it turned it. out beautifully. I'm really delighted it with it. It is simply beautiful. I love the bee on it and the cup of tea and everything as well. But it's a gorgeous, gorgeous cover. Hey, I suppose the question is this. You've been with all these famous people playing over the years. What took so long? <laughs> this is your own. This Eugene Dunnigan has one, one, yes. one of the songs are Eugene's. Yes. The rest are all yours. Yeah, yeah. So it just, I suppose it was a, a matter of timing, really, to know. I yeah. had, I've, I've been writing songs for, I don't know, probably about 15 or 16 years, maybe thereabouts. And I just never really felt like they were you know, fit for public consumption, mm, let's say. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, but really what happened, um, the truth of it is that my dad passed away in 2016 and it just sort of, I don't know, put a fire under me, I suppose. Well, I, I got sent a few songs after that time, kind of, you know, processing the, the grief and the loss and the shock and everything else. And I just uh, felt, yeah, I think I have I have enough here to, to put a, an album together. So um, between that and then reaching out to all the people that played on the, the record, it was just a really healing process, you know, that we all kind of went through together. And I'm, I'm so grateful to all of them for lending me their talents really and being part of the whole process it's been great what a touching story that is <laughs> Thanks, it really Jay. is you know Thank that you. you've incorporated and that there's part of your dad in this album which is just wonderful to yeah. to contemplate tell us about you anyway and music when did you start or how did it start or what's the story with joy booth <laughs> Um, it's a bit like this is your life now. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. The red book is somewhere. I I, I don't know where, but it is here. I Louise probably has it there has in it, the control sure room. Has, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I've kind of I suppose I started a bit later than some people. I wasn't one of these kind of kids that you know picked up the guitar. I was about fifteen or sixteen when I started playing, and I was inspired by um, a great friend of mine, Dickie Brady, who used to play uh, the Monday night session down in Birmingham's Mickey Marmion's pub on a Wednesday yes. night. So there'd be Dickie and Sean Clark and then uh, my now boyfriend's dad, Paul Clark Sr. He was playing the banjo and there'd be, and Willie Gilson as well would play the snare. There was a great session in there on a Monday night and that's how I kind of got started. I'd be, you know, at home in the bedroom learning chords and playing along to CDs. And this was before you had Google or YouTube mm. or anything like that. Mm. So you'd be kind of like listening along and trying to just figure some stuff out. And just eventually over time, I kind of started you know getting it all it all started coming together and then the lantern was a huge part of the original music side of things um, Sean Mulligan used to put on gigs there and uh, my partner Paul and various people over the years would put on gigs in there so I'd be just getting inspired by watching other people getting mm. up and doing it and actually the first time I played in the lantern an original gig I opened for a band called Large Mound and my friend Anthony is in that band uh, and he's also the person who did all the graphic design on the album so and his band, funnily, the mid the Middle Ages is his current band. They have a single out today as well called One Potato, <laughs> and it's well worth checking out, especially if you like a bit of uh, a bit of rock and yeah, yes, yeah, really good. So that's how it started, and then it just kind of meandered here and there over the years, mm. playing with different friends. You know, Sarah May Leach, Eugene Donegan, lots of different people, and yeah, um, now here I am today. Here sitting you are with today, you. <laughs> and with your own album out as well. Yeah. How would you describe your your style? I think there's a real bluesy feel to mm. it, which was very unintentional. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, Shane McQuillan, who actually took he took a lot of photos and was very involved in the kind of visual side of the album as well. But Shane said to me, I didn't realise you, you you had such a kind of a, a blues influence. And I said, yeah, I never went looking for the blues. The blues found me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great line. You keep that line. That might make it into another song yeah, in the absolutely. future. Absolutely. You know? That's a great one. Did any, has anyone ever said to you, because as soon as I heard you, um, I just thought Mary Coughlin. Well, I take that as a huge compliment. I opened for Mary in Beggy's bar, actually, in Navin there a few years ago. The great mm. Stephen Beggy gave me a shout and said, I have Mary coming to play. Would you like to open for her? I think it'd be a nice a nice fit. So, yeah, I think she's amazing. She's a national treasure, really, Mary Coughlin, isn't she? Mm. Uh, and a fabulous person as well. She's lovely and a very honest 
open yes. you know her songs I suppose I see that similarity that rawness and that kind of honesty and um, yeah mm. I, I, I'm honoured to be compared to her I close my <laughs> eyes I'm not going to start singing through back the curtains no I close my <laughs> eyes and honestly I, uh, I thought Oh God, that's Mary Cockton. There's oh, no doubt. Well. Uh, you have it. You definitely have that uh, for sure. So the the album itself is out now. What about promoting this and and gigs? You know, this is the big thing now. You know, to to make this work for you. What what are your plans? Are you gigging soon? What's the story? Yeah, well, a lot of it's just been sitting at the computer, sending yes. emails and more yes. emails and more emails, and um, you know, just getting the word out that it actually exists. <laughs> and then I'd lo- I'd love to do a big launch gig in in Navin initially. Actually, you know, yes. um, at some stage, probably not till the summer, I'd okay, say, yeah. um, because there's so many people involved. It's a bit tricky logistically to kind mm. of get it all together. But I'd love to kind of, you know, just have a big celebration with everybody there. And um, then beyond that, I'd, I would like to bring it on the road and maybe play a few kind of more theatre style kind yes. of gigs. And um, not that I'm I, I do love a good festival as well. Mm. So maybe some festivals over the summer. So, yeah, I think at the moment it's a matter of just releasing it out into the world and then look and at how to kind of share the, the live part of it because I think that'll be the, the really special part for mm. me bringing it out and actually creating that sort of sense of community in a room and having all those musicians and yeah I think it could be really special so so it's available it launched actually last a week ago today it it came out and obviously you have CD hard copies of it as well but the, the big thing today is the downloads isn't it so this is available to download all oh, you are yeah yeah of course so you can go to my Bandcamp page it's joybooth.bandcamp.com you can order CDs there or you can just download it uh, or it's also on Apple Music Spotify Amazon MP3 all the usual places that you'd expect yes. to find music <laughs> who's Franny Franny is the brilliant uh, Francis McGinn, who is the bass player on most of the album. No, he's actually the bass player on all the album. Mm. He's also the bass player with Pilgrim Street. Uh, and he's also just a great friend of mine. But there's a, a funny story about that song. Um, so myself and Pader from Pilgrim Street and the lads, you know, Owen Lynch, all of them, um, we got together to write a song for two of our friends that were getting married. This was back in 2015. Um, and so it was Sarah May Leach and Cormac O'Keefe, who um, might be known as Pearly. They're, they have a lovely band called Pearly. There's new music coming soon as well. But Sarah May and Cormac were getting married. So we said we'd write this song for them. It's a kind of a wedding blessing for them and I just had this idea in my head that I wanted Franny to play accordion on this song Now Franny hadn't played probably for years didn't even know where his accordion was but I was insistent that I wanted him <laughs> to play the accordion on it so he did he, he obliged thankfully and then the night of the wedding when we actually played it we did it as a kind of a surprise we all kind of gathered around the table and played and it was all lovely and emotional but I suppose whether it was nerves or the few um, glasses of wine we'd had throughout the day whatever the reason was I basically did Franny out of his accordion solo I went straight into a chorus when he was supposed to have a solo <laughs> So then uh, I promised him then that I would call the song after him to make up for it. So that's ah, why it's called Franny's Song. That's the story <laughs> behind it. Lovely, lovely. This uh, album was produced at Crookedwood Studios in Slane by the wonderful Mark Cahillan. He plays, of course, on the album as well. He did a great job. He's a, he's a real talent, isn't he? Yeah. Mark is a very special person, mm. really. Um, you know, he plays piano throughout the album, which is amazing. And well, not just piano, but different organs and different things like that. But he also produced the album. Album. Um, and he was just an amazing support the whole way through. Um, yeah, I can't I can't recommend him enough if anybody is thinking of maybe doing a bit of studio work. He's just um, and he's great fun as well. Yes. That's what you'd find with Mark. You know, mm-hmm. he's an incredible musician. Um, he's really, you know, the real deal. And he's uh, yeah, he's been such a huge support for me. So I'm very, very grateful to Mark. I can only imagine coming back to it again. And as I say, it's beautiful. It's such a proud time for you to actually have a physical you know in, in the physical the album and of course online as well but to to produce your own work on an album must be a great thrill it is yeah it still doesn't feel real I'm mm. looking at you there now holding the CD and I still can't quite believe that it exists <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is, it it's does. great. It's a great day for the parish, as they say. Ah, but, uh, <laughs> yes, indeed it is. Anyway, we're going to finish up our chat by listening to what this is all about. And if you don't mind, I've selected the, the song myself. I've listened to it all, but 
I want to play this one today and you might just tell us and context it. I want to play the title track called Beeline. And funny, I never knew there was a bee on the front cover until you gave <laughs> this to me. What's this one about? Explain the, the, the background to Beeline. Uh, so Beeline, oh, so the title track is All You Were You Still Are. That's the last Sorry, one. Sorry, I beg that. Yeah, but no, Beeline but is the first track. Beeline is the, the number first one, one track. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So just... Um, Beeline is about, uh, there it was good few years ago now, I um, as we all do, I went through a bit of a breakup and I went home to mammy and daddy. So my mom and dad had sold our house in uh, Silverlands where I would have known Louise growing up. Um, but they moved over to Betty's town um, to a little house over there and um, they've created this lovely little haven, you know, and I was going through all of that and I thought, you know what, I just need my mammy and daddy. <laughs> You're never too old to need your mammy and daddy, never, you know. Never. So uh, I went over and um, that song just sort of came and as a, a good few songs on that album actually were probably written in that house and um, as they always do my folks looked after me and gave me loads of support and um, made me feel really hopeful you know and uh, got me back on my feet so yeah it's a real tribute to my mum and dad and Betty's time yeah (laughs) that's what mummies and daddies are always for for sure anyway the album is called All You Wear Bandcamp Joy Booth the download is there coming somewhere near you to perform this summertime for sure keep an eye out for congratulations on the album and I say goodbye to you today with the uh, opening track on the album Beeline thanks a million for joining me Joy so much Jerry. thank you Hi, I was paid for a damaged tyre when I hit a pothole near Baileyborough in County Cavan. I was paid by Cavan County Council. I also included the photographs like your guest mentioned there. They refused me at first, but I told them I'd see them in court and would cost them more in legal fees than the price of the tyre. So it was paid in full, says James. Anyway, uh, Andy McGinnity uh, went to the insurance board and uh, got fixed up as well. So the message is, if you hit the pothole, don't just pay for it and forget about it. Go after the money you're entitled to. Louise, the hard weather has been tough on our garden birds. Like, it's been very, very cold and the frozen ground and everything. There's a shortage of food. You know, birds depend on a lot of birds, the ground, to get worms, yeah, and things like that. But the last few days in particular has been very tough on them. But I have to tell you a little story. Um, There's a thrush a thrush is a member of the blackbird family, right? Mm-hmm. He's loads of dots on his breast and he's brown in colour, but a lovely bird. But this flit is actually a missile thrush. There's a song thrush and a missile thrush, or a storm thrush as he's known. The song thrush is a very common, fairly common in Ireland. The missile thrush, storm thrush is not so common. But I have a storm thrush who's been living around my front garden. Guess why? One of my uh, mountain ash trees had berries on it up to last week, ah, right? Okay. And this fella, and I think Niall Hatch was talking to me a few weeks b- back and told me this, he minded that tree and those berries. If any other board came along, he'd chase them. It was territorial. He was territorial, yeah. right? But uh, eventually, Louise, with the weather, sure all the berries are gone, gone now. And I saw him yesterday in the tree, right? Mm. And I was saying, you poor devil, there's no more berries left there for you. So what did I do? I went to the fridge this morning and there's some apples that are getting a bit soft in that. So I got the apples out and cut them in half, right? Put a bit of string through each of the halves. I'm an eager all together. Put a bit of string through them and tied the apples up in the branches of the tree where he had been feeding, right? Guess what? When I was coming out to work, there he was. Ah, that's lovely. And he was getting a little bit of apple for himself. That'll keep him going. Mm, And uh, I I will each day, yeah, just until it gets a bit milder to help him along. It's just the one. He doesn't have a mate or anything. Just the one mistletoe. Well, big guy, you'd see him and he's in and about. And BJ is a cat from nearby. Nearly got him last week, only for I was there. Don't start me on that one. I Uh, believe you keep apples in your fridge. Do you keep apples in your fridge? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. You know, apples are on a, a shelf in the supermarket. It's a sort of a 
Is it a chill shelf? No, I'm not sure. No, it's no. an open shelf. It's not mm. chilled. Anyway, we do. We do keep yeah. them in the fridge. You don't. No, I wouldn't keep bananas or... Oh, bananas, no. Bananas definitely. or apples or oranges in the fridge. Yeah, I'd I have... keep strawberries or that in the fridge. Yeah. Nothing like that. Well, oranges and uh, bananas out on our shelves as well, outside. But apples in the fridge for some reason. I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm not a big apple eater myself, no, to I'm be honest either. with you. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not I a big apple. just wondered when you said in the fridge. Yeah. I thought, oh. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, and, and you know, we're sort of reverse, aren't we? I keep my eggs out in the open, you keep the eggs in the fridge. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, see that? We yeah. differ. That's it, you know. But anyway, whatever tickles your fancy. But anyway, I'm going to keep an eye on my friend, my friend, Mr. Mistletrush, to see that he's okay and I'll keep hanging. Now, there were a few other birds knocking about as well, but look, good luck to them too. But I want to keep this leg going because he's run out of berries because the tree just was. And is he defending the pieces of apple? Like you did with the berries. I, I didn't I see. I didn't see that really. He may or may not. You would know. Oh, he's a big guy. I'd say he won't take any nonsense from any smaller uh, feathered friends. You know. But then it's a pecking order, isn't it? The crow, obviously the crows marching in. When I, when I ground feed out the back, I just see them. In they come, the crows. Look, big boys. <laughs> Like the mafia. I love your impression. Yeah, and they come. <laughs> and then if a magpie, they, the crows don't like the magpie, they're wary of the magpie, probably even at the same time. But everyone else gathers, the starlings and the little birds. Yeah, the crows. Yeah, I'm not mad about them when they take all the food. <laughs> Holby City, it isn't. And quite a number of you came in with that today. That's actually the theme from Casualty. And well done to Barbara Shevlin from Maharakloon. You are a winner today and our late lunch prize is on its way to you. And thanks to everybody who got in touch with us. Now, it's time for this on Late Lunch. Four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... Yes, the number one from January 1982. At five this week, we play Don't You Want Me from the Human League. Four, Get Down On It by Cool and the Gang. Number three was Old Julie by Shake and Stevens. And yesterday, it was the number two, The Model by Kraftwerk. But today, it is the group that won Eurovision in Dublin in 1981. Yes, and this song was their second number one. They had three number ones in total. This was the middle one. The lyrics of this song are based on a child's dream where ghostly voices lure the child outside to a world where everything is bright and happy. But the child resists and you'll hear characters like Superman, Captain Kid and others referenced in the lyrics. Yes, the number one this week, January 1982 in the UK. I love it myself. Yes, it's the land of make-believe. What a beautiful little voice at the end there. That was Abby Kimber. She was 11 at the time and she's the daughter of Bill Kimber who was an executive at RCA Records who released that single. Lovely, lovely little voice. Yes, Bucks Fizz, Eurovision 81 winners with our number one in our top five countdown from this week in 1982 and we'll have another week with a top five for you please God next week on Late Lunch final break of the afternoon on the way and it's sport to finish as usual with David Sheehan as usual Sunday Sport presenter David Sheehan joins me on Late Lunch look ahead to the weekend sporting action afternoon David afternoon Jerry. let's begin with GAA and the O'Byrne Cup and all the controversy surrounding it this year has uh, found Longford and Louth in the final at that game tomorrow David yeah um, yeah well assuming Louth make the journey up to Longford no, I'm only joking um, <laughs> yeah a lot of controversy around a lot of controversy around that that competition we talked about it last Sunday on the show as well in terms of the fixtures and all that but look at that's a, a conversation for another day really a big one for Loud yeah and like you know it's been a while since they've won it and I think 
a little bit of silverware at any time of year is always welcome, you know. And to start off the year with, with a win like that would be would be good. They're going into Division Two, of course, loud as well this year after their successive promotions. So certainly be a nice confidence booster not to be taken too seriously win lose or draw but they'll want to be going in and putting in a good performance and remember it was long for last year they got that last minute draw uh, in the league and it didn't look like it was going to really matter too much to them but in the way the way they kicked on and, and got promotion it was a very important one so uh, they'll be looking to go up there and uh, and claim that Auburn Cup but of course all eyes will be on the, the start of the league next weekend but certainly a win would be welcome for them it's hard to know how, how it'll go Longford look decent enough against me they look like a strong physical team but there won't be much between them I'd imagine so uh, yeah certainly Loud will be hoping to get the win there and carry themselves into the league with a bit of momentum. Now, staying with GAA, I mean, ladies out tomorrow against Dublin in DCU in the Ladies National Football League, and on Sunday, Loud play Longford. What do you make of these uh, pair of games? Yeah, both both counties, me and Loud, going into the campaign with new managers. Obviously, Davy Nelson comes in after taking over from Eamon Murray. Um, the venue tomorrow evening, I mean, you've got Mees back to back All Ireland winners. League champions, Dublin, of course, Kingpins before that, and Leinster champions. To be playing that game in DCU, I don't know, it's it's just not really good enough, I don't think. But they're, they're, they're a bit snooker because Parnell Park's out of commission. And as we know, one of the big problems that the Ladies Football Association have is that they don't own uh, any grounds. I think Armagh are the only county that actually have their own ground. All of the rest of them are relying on, on getting grounds from other counties or from other clubs or counties or whatever it might be. So it's a tricky one for them um, in terms of venues. But yeah, a lot of new faces on the Mead team. They announced it a little bit earlier. Dublin the same. So it's going to be a very interesting one. I'll be there myself. It's live on LMFF.e and the LMFM app. And then on Sunday, Loud, that's the game we have live on Sunday. Kid Henry, vastly experienced manager from, from Mead and Loud. He's taking over the Loud ladies. They survived the relegation playoff last year in Division 3, Loud. So they'll be looking to kick on a little bit this year. But two really interesting games and, and two managers in Davy Nelson and Kid Henry uh, who'll be looking to, to start off with wins. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, and we wish them well. We do indeed. And don't forget, Loud Longford, um, in Longford tomorrow, the O'Burn Cup and David at Mead Dublin Ladies National Football League as well. You can listen here. Let's move to soccer and the Premier League. And uh, you've picked three games to have a look at for us. Let's begin with the big one. And it is the big one the weekend. Arsenal against Manchester United. Two form teams. Now, United denied in the last minute uh, by Crystal Palace and Casemiro picking up a yellow card. He won't play against Arsenal uh, on Sunday in the big game. How do you see this one going? Yeah, it's like old times, Jerry, isn't it? Manchester United and Arsenal <laughs> yes. um, going going head to head when when they were obviously the kingpins in the nineties and into the early noughties as well, the late nineties, early noughties when they were going for the leagues and all those great battles. So yeah, Manchester United, as you said, missing Casemiro, he's a huge blow for them uh, after picking up that yellow card uh, during the week against Crystal Palace. Arsenal in great form at the moment. Obviously, they've won five and drawn one of their last six, as have Manchester United. They were held, as you said, most recently in that game against Crystal Palace. But Arsenal at home, I mean, you know, you'd fancy them maybe to just sneak it. It's going to be a really tight game again. Like, it'd be brilliant if they could get get the win again. It's going to be a really tight one. But, yeah, Casemiro being out, I'm just going to give Arsenal a vote of confidence. We were talking about them last week against Tottenham. They went into that game, had a really poor record at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in a white hart lane before, but they turned that one around. So, I'm going to give Arsenal the nod. Why, how could you bet against them at the moment, Jerry, with the way they're going? Let's, let's hope that the Gunners, from our point of view, at least get the win. <laughs> yeah, they are. They were unbelievable in the first half against Tottenham last week and played a different type of game in the second half. But they are in great form. But it's a real game to savour and to look forward to. Now, Liverpool, Chelsea. Liverpool, well, they got the win in the Cup against Wolves the other night with a much-changed team. Uh, Chelsea signing players for millions and millions to beat the band. But really, the two of them, the best they can hope for... They this year is a Champions League place. Yeah, and it's the battle of ninth versus tenth, which not too many people would have predicted at the beginning of the season. Neither side in great form at the moment. Liverpool have lost two of their last five, and it was the last two in a row that they've lost as well. They won three before that, and Chelsea the same. They've they've lost two of their last five as well. So, yeah, Murdoch could fi- could figure Mudrick the new signing. He could feature. The, the, uh, Graham Potter said a little earlier on in his press conference that he may feature at some point. Um, Liverpool, I would say. Probably slight favourites for this one. They are at home and Chelsea in, in really poor form at the minute. Uh, but yeah, both sides under pressure. Both managers, Graham Potter in particular, obviously under pressure. I think uh, Jurgen Klopp, no, no way is his job on the line or anything, but he was feeling the strain a little bit recently, I think. So I think Liverpool will get the win there and, and, and maybe try and start moving up the table. But they both they both definitely need the win, but I think Liverpool are just about to do it with the home advantage. You'll be very popular on Merseyside with that one. And speaking of Merseyside, the other game we're going to talk about is just simply massive. It's West Ham against Everton and they're both in the bottom three at the moment. Both 
managers, no matter what you say about David Moyes, he's certainly in the spotlight. Do you have a feeling that if one or other lose this game tomorrow, that a manager could lose his job? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Everton, it's, you saw the scenes last week after the game with the players being stopped on their way out and there's just so much discontent. Not not necessarily aimed at Frank Lampard. I think the, the fans are really frustrated with the way the club has been run uh, at the very top level. And we saw last week that none of the directors or the board, you know, were showing up to the game for fears of their or their fears of their own personal safety. So, a lot going on at Everton, West Ham as well. Both of them have uh, have lost four of the last five games in really poor form. Uh, yeah, I think I think if if West Ham, I think West Ham will win this one. They signed Danny Ings mm. today, and we believe he'll be available for selection. Moy said that the paperwork is in, and he should be available for selection. So that's a nice boost for them to get somebody in like that who's got a proven track record in the Premier League as well as a big thing, rather than maybe an unknown quantity coming in. So I'm going to give West Ham uh, the vote on this one, and I yeah, I think Frank Lampard could could be gone if Everton lose this one. They're they're in really really big trouble at the moment, second from bottom. You know, haven't won in a while. So, yeah, I think if, if whoever loses this game, I, I would expect possibly Monday or before the losing manager, if there is a winner in this game, the losing manager could be out of a job. Mm, it's a precarious uh, situation. Although they say it's the best job in the world to be sacked from because you're guaranteed <laughs> millions. And, and that is true when you're on a contract and, and it has to be honoured or paid up or whatever. But it is intriguing this year in that, uh, just before we finish, you know, you had Nottingham Forest at Hampton really struggling there a few weeks ago and they've seemed to turn mm. their form around and West Ham and Everton have slipped into this uh, uh, battle down there. The, the relegation battle is just fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, Nathan Jones coming in at Southampton, they, they've shown a slight improvement. Mm. Obviously, they had that win against against City, albeit it was in the Cup. But, you know, you're looking at West Ham, Everton and Southampton, all of them are 15 points at the moment. Bournemouth, Wolves, Leicester, Leeds just above them. Anyone up to really, Crystal Palace you couldn't see being dragged into it, but anyone up as far as Nottingham Forest in 13th could, could end up being sucked into that relegation battle. It's always, sometimes, Jerry, it's more entertaining than the battle for the title when it's sometimes a little bit one-sided at the top of the table. But this year, the bottom looks like it's going to be very, very tight again. And yeah, you, you, we could have a, a really huge name dropping down to the uh, to the championship next season. And that is a re- very real prospect. David, as usual, thank you so much for joining me again. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. That's David Sheen, our presenter of Sunday Sport. And he'll be along with Sunday Sport this Sunday, featuring Loud and Longford, uh, the Ladies National Football League, Kit Henry taking charge, as he said, of Loud for the first time. But do uh, check out the sport over the weekend. You can listen to the Premier League live, as I mentioned earlier on. But those big GAA games, Longford Loud in the Auburn Cup final and Mead Ladies against Dublin in the National Football League, both here on LMFM tomorrow. That's it uh, for another week on Late Lunch. And let me say my thank you to all our guests who joined us uh, throughout the week. We appreciate uh, their company as always. To you, our listeners who tune in every day, thanks for your company too. And to my producer, Louise, I couldn't do this without her. I really mean that and I say it every week. Anyway, Eddie Caffrey's uh, raring to go next with the drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us for wonderful music and more besides. We'll be back, please God, Monday 1.30 with a brand new week of Your Late Lunch. Have a lovely weekend and we'll see you then. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.